You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. From the director of The Intruder, Dion Taylor brings us an exciting new action thriller, Black and Blue. Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris stars as a rookie cop who is kicking ass and fighting for justice. Tyrese Gibson also stars in a dramatic role, which we haven't seen him like this in a while. This is a movie that has everything, action, great performances, drama, high intensity. This is a film you have to experience with the crowd. Early audiences were loving it and were cheering in the theater. You don't want to miss this. Black and Blue. Only in theaters, October 25th. Tickets available now. Welcome to this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Angelica, and joining me as always is my lovely co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about Power, episode five, titled King's Gambit. And I must say, that was a very good title for this episode. Yeah, I, I like the way it sounds, too, though. It's a very, it's a very cool title. You know, I, most of the titles, I just be like, oh, okay, we're going to do it. I, I really like the sound of this one. Yeah, this one was truly fitting. And I mean, I'm not a chess connoisseur by any means. Um, my dad did try to teach teach me chess when yeah, I was younger. Yeah. I think we all as kids have seen like Searching for Bobby Fisher. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's chess, not checkers, right? Um, so I was like, okay, well, let me Google what a King's Gambit is. I know they briefly talked about it on the show, but... Yeah. It really is fitting for this episode, considering all that happened um, and trying to figure out who's, you know, who's successful opening move is what resulted in someone else being put in checkmate. Um, Right. That's what that whole episode was about. But if we want to get technical. um, Get it, get it. All right. All right. (laughs) So the King's Gambit is an opening move in chess essentially it's kind of a diversion you uh, you basically give up your pawn and the other player is basically playing defense against you they're they're protecting their their players essentially um and i guess it's kind of like um like pulling the wool over their eyes so before you know it yeah you're in checkmate you know before you know it the Uh, thing goes down well that fits this i say that definitely fits this episode Right. And then Effie kind of made it a point of saying that the King's Gambit, as as I mean, if you Google it, they're basically saying that it's a very powerful move to do. It's a very mm-hmm. it's a good opening move, but you have to have the skills to back it up. If you oh, don't yeah. have the skills, someone's going to see you're doing the King's Gambit and they're going to find a way to outmaneuver you. Mm-hmm. But if you're be able to be stealthy enough, <laughs> if you're clever enough, it's a it's a good move. Um, So. 
I mean, not to get into details, but Effie definitely did her thing this episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Effie turned up. I don't, I don't know if this is like baby Tasha point two. Oh, you know, like if if Tasha did a redo or something like she turned up on this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, she she kind of gave me Cersei vibes. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, God, and I can't hate because she was smooth with it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't hate with it because you did not see that coming. Like, out of all things I thought she was going to do, you know, I thought this was going to be like a typical, like, you know, romance when you're young, you know, and they're both going to try to pull each other down these like weird paths. Mm-hmm. But she totally flipped the script. I was like, oh, my mouth was just open. I was just done. Yeah, I mean, and to her point about the King's Gambit, um, there's not really a lot out there to defend yourself against it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So there's that. And um, yeah, she definitely got him on that one. So go ahead, Effie. Um, I didn't know you had it in your job. Tariq got got. I didn't know who was going to get him, but he got got on that one. Yeah, definitely. So, whew, yeah, I felt bad, but we'll get into the details <laughs> in a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I called, you know, as we we're as I'm trying to find a way to define these segments in our episodes now. <laughs> like I said, this show is actually really hard for me to recap. Um, Game of Thrones was easier, Handmaid's Tales was easier, but this show, because there's always so much going on. Um, very few characters and they're all moving around, but their stories are all connected. I mean, I don't I don't yeah. know why it's harder, but it's like when I recap power, I'm just like, oh, I gotta take really good notes or I'm gonna miss something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and it's very much a show where you have to vent first, like your first watch. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? Why? Why? You know, and then you're like second round, you're like, okay, okay, now I see the details, I see where it connected. Exactly. So let me go ahead and get into it. I'm going to call these segments power bites. I'm just going to that's that's Oh, power bites. Yeah. I like this. So we're going from chunks to power bites. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, this sounds like a little nicer than chunks. So this power, <laughs> So this power bite I call chestnut checkers. So as we were talking about the King's Gambit, we're watching Effie and Tariq play chess. And, you know, Effie goes in on him because she's like, hey, I see you're doing the King's Gambit. Like, I know what you're doing, but as I said earlier, there's not much you can do to protect yourself from the King's Gambit. And yep. he showed her, like, she was like, oh, you're going to have me in checkmate in three moves. And he was like, no, I'm going to have you in checkmate in two. So rather than play that game out, she just knocks over her king, basically saying checkmate. Um, and he tells her, like, hey, like, I had you play in defense. And when you play defense, you make yourself weak which is very accurate for this episode. Um, And so as they're talking about this, he gets a text. It's from Vincent. Effie excuses herself. She's just like, okay, well, I'm going to leave, but I'll come back for a rematch and a re-up. She's talking about the drugs. And as she's walking out, she texts an unknown person and she says, think the competition is out of product. I'll keep an eye on him. And you're like, Housewife. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who's the other person dealing on this campus? And why are these kids on all these drugs? What is going on here? Was she playing him though? Like, this is when I immediately knew Effie was up to no good. And I'm like, was this girl playing him all along? You know, when she initially said she was going to snitch on him? Like, was she always working for the competition this entire time and she just happened to fall for him? Like, 
What's up with this girl? Yeah, because I did always want to know, besides the fact of, okay, if you have a little bit of minority in a school, you don't want like one person causing trouble for everybody Mm because, you know, it just puts everybody on a microscope. Besides that fact, I was kind of curious. I was like, why does she care so much? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what's, why do you care that much about what happens? If he gets suspended or expelled, he gets suspended or expelled. What does that have to do with you? Um, right yeah yeah i I mean it was like a cute valid excuse at the time but now you're starting to question like was it really that serious effie um so yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but i love this is very clever on the writers i like that twist that's very clever yeah yeah so um she texts her this unknown caller and she walks out the room and Tariq's kind of left there to think because he is being told by Vincent that he wants his product and he wants double by tonight. <laughs> so Tariq has to scramble to come up with this because last episode, Tommy stole like, well, not, well, stole back actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most of his products. So Tariq is go- in a situation where he can't go back um to tommy's warehouse to steal because tommy's aware of it now he doesn't know anyone else canaan his only other connect is dead so where is he going to get those these drugs from he's he's low on drugs um so you know tarika kind of does something dumb but we'll get into that a little bit (laughs) just, just like a little dumb just like a little I mean, well, let's get into it now. So Tariq, so Tariq, um, he sneaks into the A room, the A V rooms, and he decides to cut Vincent's product with some baby aspirin because it looks very similar to what they are selling. And surprise, surprise, Effie is in the shadows watching him. And you, yeah, just- you need a beeper for this chick. <laughs> you went old school with that with a beeper. <laughs> right, right. You like how I slid that in there? Yeah, yeah. And she, she's an old school drug dealer, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so somehow, you know, Tariq in his dumb little mind thinks that Vincent isn't going to notice. So he takes the <laughs> shipment to Vincent and Vincent mm. warns him beforehand, like, don't F with me. Okay, kid? Like, don't F with me. And Tariq's like, I'm a man of my word and drops off his shipment and Vin- Vincent dismisses him and says, like, you know, thank you for your business. I'll be talking to you soon. And I'm just like, is this, like, are you dumb? Are you dumb? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. I'll answer that question for you. Yes. Like, you are not smarter than these kingpins. You don't think they're going to check their product before they sell it? Like, come on, Tariq. Think. Think. So Yeah, he's just... Mm. He's just going down the tube. You can't stop him. I can't even. So speaking of going down a tube, so not only um eventually you know that Vincent's gonna find out that this is not real product. Um, so then he finds out that he got suspended. I'm sorry, he got expelled from school for dealing on campus. Yes. And Tasha is pissed. She is pissed. Yeah. I, I don't think she, I would have been a little bit more angry. I mean, I know she probably couldn't do a lot because it was other things she had on her mind, but Tariq just gets me. I just think the things that he gets away with. Now, granted, his parents are in the drug business. So I guess that's the thing. But I'm just like, I don't know. The things he gets away with, like, I would have let Ghost have a run at him. When, you know, because I know you've got to get to the penthouse thing. But mm. I would have let that go a little further if I was Tasha. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. His ass would have been whooped a long time ago. <laughs> right, right. Like, I just feel like she just grabs him up a little bit and like, uh, come on, Tariq. And I'm like, what? That's all he get for what he just did. Let me tell you, if for whatever reason, and if for whatever reason in some alternate universe, 
if I sold drugs and was expelled at school because of it, I would be buried and gone. Right, right. Like, there's no need for me to be on this podcast talking to you, right? Like, like this doesn't exist anymore. You know what my parents like? That would not fly. Like, I feel like he gets a little bit of like, oh, well, let me just point a finger at him and say, no, you shouldn't be doing that, Tariq. You know, and then he's just done. Like, I'm like, what universe is this? What is, like, he just got expelled. They trying to pay, like, they trying to scrap together stuff to pay for the school, and he just got expelled. Yeah, Tariq, I mean, unfortunately, because he's, he lives, he's been a wealthy kid, he kind of gets treated like one. Yeah, um, I'm like, come on. I'm like, really right now? Come on. Yeah, he's very privileged. Um, If, if he was even middle class, I'm sure... Ghost would have went upside his head a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And I think partly they also feel guilty because how can they beat him or punish him for doing dr- for dealing drugs when their whole lifestyle was based off the fact that his parents dealt drugs? That's you know true. What I'm saying? So That's it's kind true. of hypocritical. Just, just hope he would use his his smarts that he has. You know he's smart, right? But it's just for some reason. I just wish he would use it to see like, okay, my parents are doing these really dumb things right now, and look what they're going through. Like, look if you pay attention to the hoops they're having to jump through. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're intelligent. You're put in the school. You could have did something totally different than what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like right. for him not to, you know, you just wish like in some way of him using those sparks that he has to like, okay, you can mix in the aspirin and you're doing this, you're doing that, but you're not thinking like my parents are jumping through hoops right now because of their lifestyle choices. And I'm smart enough to get into this Ivy League school or whatever. And this is what I'm gonna do with it. The Black Girl Nerds podcast will return in just a moment. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me personally, I put really high expectations on myself and that can get really stressful. And many times it's kind of hard to talk to friends and family members about those things. And I need to speak to a professional. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self-help, It's professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P and join over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health. For Black Girl Nerds listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash BGN. That's better H-E-L-P.com forward slash BGN and get 10% off your first month. Yeah, he's he's what you call a smart dumb person. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he's 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 on some other stuff. So mm-hmm. um but actually before he gets suspe- before he gets expelled, they're like, you know, take what you need, we'll ship the rest. And he notices the chess piece, the king, is knocked over. And it's his piece that's knocked over. So Effie was essentially sending him a message. Checkmate. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. 
And so Tasha bursts into the penthouse and she has um, Tariq along with her. And Ghost is like, why are you here? And we'll get into more of the penthouse later on in the episode and more yeah, power yeah. bites. Um, but, you know, she bursts into the penthouse and she's yelling at Ghost. Ghost is like, well, why are you here? And she's like, you need to, your son's still on the list, even though I'm not. T- tell your father why we're here. And, um, <laughs> you know, Tariq is like, uh, basically and and he won't even really say anything so tasha's like they're right. selling drugs um and ghost is like what and Tariq very smugly says like i'm i don't know what y'all want from me um and and tasha's like you know i blame this on kanan and he's like no 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 kanan accepted me for who i was let's get one thing straight i'm just like you ghost and you know and the right. ghost is like no 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 i sold drugs to get by in life i had to sell drugs you have like other options you don't have to choose this lifestyle and um he's like you know you're gonna ruin your whole life and Tariq, i just want to punch him dead in his throat like i can't even get these words out but Tariq is just, yeah he needs to yeah he needs to be punched yeah so he basically is just like uh, i don't know it didn't ruin your life i mean look around dad you know you got this nice penthouse because of your drug dealing you got those nice clothes and he like he like takes his dad's shirt and like pulls at it i was like oh he is disrespectful so ghost is about to put him down okay and tasha's like oh Oh, and before he puts him down Mm -hmm. that is michael rainey's ad lib by the way into the script that that whole like little scene where he like takes the shirt in my head like i'm just picturing my head like everybody on the set like what like when he, when he drops that line yeah because they let him like ad lib a little bit i thought that's kind of cool that they let him yeah. kind of ad lib on that a little exactly. bit exactly so i was just like oh and so ghost you know Amari hard he gives you i'm that might, must have been real anger he gets real mad he's like boy i should you know and tasha stops him <laughs> right stops him now stops him why? Why? T- why are you stop it? Let him have it. it. Let him have it. Yeah. So you know, I just come on now. It's Tasha. always the mom protecting their sons. I mean, look. Let me talk about that because my mom, she be protecting. You need to go in on that because I want to know about this. I want to understand why she keeps stopping him. Well, I need to know let about me tell this. you about one time. So my mom used to always protect my little brother from getting his butt whooped, right? But I would get my mm. butt whooped, and I'd be like, "Huh, mom? I don't know. I have something right. against brothers." <laughs> one time, my brother, I think he'll he'll kill me for this. But one time, my brother got out of a butt whooping because he literally yeah. ran around the house like my dad had to chase him. No. He was like pulling on the banister. My dad was trying to like drag him down the steps, and he was like, "No, daddy, no!" And mind you, I think my brother was. Like, like 14 at the time he was a he was a big kid he was like Tariq size yeah and he's like no daddy no and so my dad got so tired he got off I was like what I I just turned around and and took it you you trying to tell me that if I ran from you that I would get away with it man this is not Mm. fair (laughs) so and delicate give you the secret run you know get them laps get in them laps start running. run your parents down <laughs> um yeah so uh now i got distracted but that's <laughs> but essentially tasha stops him from getting his behind handed to him and she happens to see proctor there she's not too pleased about that um but mm-hmm. When Tariq is sent to his room, Tasha kind of says something that we've all been thinking this whole time. Maybe it wasn't Kanan that influenced him. Maybe it wasn't, you know, Ghost or Tasha. Maybe this is just Tariq. <laughs> like, this is him. Yeah. 
And it's pretty clear that he's kind of like the Joffrey of power. Like he is just a bad apple. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just, yeah. Ain't no helping that kid unless he like, well, I was gonna say unless he really hits the wall, but I don't really know what else, like maybe something else is getting ready to come up, but I just kind of feel like that that's might be three. What else could possibly happen? He almost got killed by jukebox. Um, he saw, you know, the people that he was uh, doing, doing robberies with get killed right in front of his eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Like what else? does he need <laughs> like what else yeah yeah. Needs yeah he he's just a bad apple yeah yeah he's a bad apple for and sure he got like assaulted by vincent vincent pushed his head through the counter um at his at his restaurant i mean i wouldn't have been any of it that's just me though personally i mean probably before then but i'm just saying like after another you get like another big time drug dealer smashing your head into a counter i kind of feel like you yeah. like mm, i might need to turn change some things yeah, I don't. I don't think he's thinking about that. Um, <laughs> so this next, way more gangster. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these 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 kids. Um, but <laughs> the next the next power bite that I'm going to get into, I'm I call it politicking. Um, so Ghost is basically at Truth as always, not partying, um, <laughs> just drinking in the middle of the day at Truth. Um, and he tells Ramon he's drinking. <laughs> the liquor like how's he gonna make money he's drinking all the he's liquor drinking all the products um so <laughs> <laughs> so he tells Ramona that he's stepping away from the campaign and of course Tate is all too happy to hear that he's like oh well thank you my brother for your services you know now you can focus <laughs> on the QCP project and Ramona's like no 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 like no ghost you need to be here. You need to be here. You don't want the future boo leaving. Yeah, you don't want your boo leaving at all. So you need to be here. Um, you know, and 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 goes to seeing like the heckler at the press conference showed him who he was, and he just thinks it's a bad idea to be part of the campaign. He can't run away from his past. And Rona's like, no, 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 no. That heckler, that conversation with the heckler at the conference is what made this campaign go into an uptick. Like, we need you. Um, and apparently there's a round table that they could use ghosts for. And um, Ghost is adamant, like, look, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And Tate's like, okay, well, I'll do it without you. And Rona's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we need we need James. So Ghost says, okay, well, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to Tate. What does he want to do? And Tate's like, I'll do it by myself. <laughs> nice looking with your brother. <laughs> he is so jealous right now. Like, you just see the look, his whole mannerism, his body just screams like, I need to get away from Ghost. I can't handle that this campaign might be taken away from me. Right. Like, he's just not good at hiding like, anything at all in this meeting. Not at all. So, he walks out and Ramona just tells him, like, you know what? I know you said that, you know, you can't escape your past, but you can't let it define you, you know? You need to show the world that you're not just a man and in the orange jumpsuit and later they do have dinner to talk it over um and she tries to convince him and once again she does the whole like you know this your past doesn't define you and then she talks about her personal history and how um this is the take campaign is basically her second chance and how this was her way to prove herself after her scandal with her ex-husband um and you could tell that ghost is kind of feeling it and possibly feeling her and yep. <laughs> he just tells her like you know, hand across the table yeah, hand across the table and he tells her you know i'll think about it and let, let's do dinner another time and she's just like 
what uh, okay and then i hear him in the background he's like he's like i gotta take care of something and we'll talk about that later but he but he's you hear him in the background saying like waiter may i have the check and i was like oh yeah, okay, pay yeah. for the date okay <laughs> so oh lord look at ghost get started again get, get started. started but i mean i do think if he were to end up with Ramona, I do feel like they would be a good match. They kind of have a similar backstory and they kind of are, as my grandma would say, equally yoked. Um, so I think Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little curious as if she can handle because we all we know she's we know she can get over the whole, you know, the cheating mm-hmm. part, not that kind of stuff, but like his lifestyle. I'm I'm one of those, I'm one of she's one of those people that just wants to kind of ignore like be those people that is kind of on the outside of that situation you know what I mean now I actually want to be faced with the fact like hey this is who he is or this was his past a little bit um I mean I think because I don't I don't officially think Ghost will be clean in my opinion I don't ever think he's gonna actually be all the way clean out of that life I mean I think his ultimate goal is to be a legitimate businessman and that's what he's aiming to be he's doing everything he can to get out of it but someone always sucks him back in namely his mm-hmm. son at this point um <laughs> but i right. feel like in a perfect world if he were to get out she would be a good partner for him um but i but that's I true that's true if he get if he ever gets yeah, out yeah. i don't know ramona seems kind of like with it though like she seems kind of about it to a degree okay so, okay maybe i mix a gangster card i'm have to pay attention i might miss the gangster I mean, card i just feel like she's a tough woman so i um, yeah. if she liked him or loved him enough and she knew that it wouldn't get out that he's a drug deal, you know, that he's a kingpin, I don't think she would say no to him. Like, that's just, I, I mean, I feel like she's good at secrets. So, I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah, that, that could be true. She works with Tate. So, they yeah, she works with Tate. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this next power bite I have named Sneaky Sex. <laughs> Oh my God! Sex in this episode. I can't stand okay. him. All right. Uh, <laughs> sex life. So, um, basically, our two favorite people, Blanca and Sex, they're they're in, at the U.S. U.S. Attorney's office, and they kind of Blanca tells them like, "Hey, ballistics came back, and Ghost definitely did not kill Angela." And mm-hmm. um, he's just like no there's no way she's like no the the ballistics <laughs> the ballistics came back in based off the blood splatter based off the fact that there was no gun residue on his chest someone else killed her um and he was you know he was facing her and someone else killed her and he probably didn't even see the shooter um and then you know she tells him like you know what uh you know, well, Sax tells her, like, everyone in this office has died because of ghosts or is real, is is somehow connected to ghosts. It has to be ghosts that killed Angela or ordered her death or, you know, something. And then Blanca's like, okay, well, let's say it was ghosts. It's kind of, it's going to be hard to prove that he ordered someone to do this. And, you know, but, you right. know, but the physical evidence shows that he did not physically pull that trigger. So now we're basically on circumstantial evidence and to your point sax you're talking about ghosts being connected with people in the office that have died so are you <laughs> so i was like dang i was like blanca now i do give blanca credit because she'll she'll take in everything mm-hmm. like she'll be going after somebody and won't let it go but she will take in like the whole yeah. story like well what about you you know and like you need facts like she will go after the facts yeah. i give her that like, if she doesn't have sex, she's not making moves. Yeah, she's not doing this because she wants to take Ghost down. She's doing this, I do believe, 
just out of a simple um, sense of justice. She just wants, you know, right, right, right and right yeah. and wrong and wrong. She's just aggravating about how she gets it, but she is trying to get like facts and stuff like that about like legit stuff to take. Right. To and court. I don't think Sax is really out for justice. I think. Oh no, he's done at this point. He's like, let me just get ghost at any way. Yeah, and I, can. I don't think even before ghost he was out for justice. I think this is a this is a type of job where you can have a power trip and you can be a powerful person. Oh, that's a good point. And yeah. You can do things that yeah. that normal civilians can't do and you're put on this pedestal and I think he likes it. And it was very similar. Oh yeah, he's definitely mm-hmm. enjoying it. It was very similar to Mock from from last season. Um they're not here because they really care about good and bad. They're here because they want to be powerful. Um and so mm-hmm. Sax, for whatever reason, has it on his sights that it's ghost. So he's going to ride that out into the sunset. He, you can tell him that it was someone else, and he'll still think it was ghost. Like I don't care what you tell me, it was ghost. It was ghost. Yeah. Um. And so we later see just how bad he truly is. So he meets up with Dre, and he's pressing him for more mm. information. And uh, he basically tells Dre, like, I need information. You haven't given me anything. And he tells him to turn around. And they have little old heaven in the car. Like, and she's, like, crying for her dad. And <laughs> Dre makes a good point. Like, this is some he slave-ish did. right here. Right. <laughs> yeah, he was just real, like, now, nah, I don't like Dre, but that was messed up. I yeah, was like, come like, on the now. The slave masters keeping the children away from, <laughs> you know, from yeah. their parents. And he's saying, like, Sax, this is what you're doing. And Sax is like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is yeah. not about At race. At that point, Sax is getting way too desperate. Yeah. <laughs> this is not about race. This is about the fact that you're not doing your job. Um, So he's like, I want to know how Ghost knew about Maria Suarez, how he knew where she lived. He's like, you need to give me something. Uh, so Dre tells him about Jason. He's like, "Well, I saw Jason walk into Truth, and I know he's 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 the distributor, the the big connect. Um, so you know there has to be something there, and that seems to mollify Sax for a bit. And he's just like, "Okay, kid, give me more information on that." Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. this guy. Um, and so Dre yeah. trying to get in with Ghost and Jason, he's like, yo, give me a job with Jason. And Ghost is like, no, no, I told I told Jason mm, I'm not yeah. working with him anymore. And Dre was like, wait, he let you say that? He was like, yeah, provided I, you know, I find him a replacement. So Dre's like, well, well, well put me up for it. Like, shoot, I'll do it. No. Ghost is like, no, <laughs> man, you work for the feds. Uh, it, yeah, he was like the worst choice ever yeah. on the planet. I mean, no. I feel like Dre would be a good choice were it not for the fact that he was working for the feds. Because if Jason finds out, he's what? I mean, I don't think Dre is like, I, mm, I don't know. Dre has like turned me on a different kind of like level. I don't think he can. I don't think he's the one anymore. When I first saw him with Kane and I would have thought so. But now I'm not I sure. I think he is a very intelligent person and I feel like he could be at the head of an organization but he was a little bit too ruthless and he messed with the wrong people I think now he basically learned his lesson so I feel like if he worked under Jason he would know his role um and he got he just basically got outmaneuvered by ghosts that's that's what happened so I feel like he actually in the end of all this would be a good replacement um that's just my thoughts on dry I can I can see I can see some of his sneakiness. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It's something about Dre where it's just like I don't. It's like because okay, you can see Ghost being the kingpin that he is, 
but still living on that like clean life, but it's still in mm-hmm. Ghost, you know, to play that role very well. Like for the most part, other than the fact that Ghost just makes a uh, bad personal decision to get everybody else killed, he can pretty much mm-hmm. slip through. You know, Dre to me just seems like he's like a tail in so many ways. You know, besides the fact that he just got caught by sex and just like never probably ne- never getting away from him. Yeah, I mean, um, but I can see I guess you're, I guess you have a good point too, though. I mean, he was kind of raised in that lifestyle. Yeah, so. he was. If if he had stayed in the game and just allowed himself to be groomed by Ghost, I'm sure he would have been yeah. a good replacement. So it's just it's just a matter of of timing at this point. So we'll see if that's what ends up happening. But as of now, he cannot work for Jason because if Jason finds out that he's a fed, he'll kill him. If the feds find out he's working with Jason, that's his behind too. So it's kind of damned if you, damned if you don't. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Dre, yeah. Dre is like caught Mm, up. Mm. Bad idea. So while actually, while sex was talking to Dre earlier in the episode, he gets a text from Warner who tells him to come in stat. So Warner is infuriated that Sax went behind his back and, you know, coordinated that raid to basically trap Ghost. <laughs> so he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you went behind, yep. you went behind my did. back. Uh, we got all this overtime we have to prove now. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> Warner, because he gives Sax a different mm-hmm. run for his money. Like, you know, usually you have the directors come up to Sax, or I, I don't know if that's the right title for them, but the... Um, I guess his boss, so to speak, but they come up to him and they're like, oh, well, you did this, this, and this. Well, explain this to me. He's just like hitting sex every which way. And then you got Blocker, you know, being like an amen choir, like, yeah, you better tell yeah. him. You know, like right behind him saying, like, repeating what he's saying. So it's like sex is just, sex is just like no no strikes. He's just, everything is just losing, like a losing well, situation for him. Sex go about things the right way. He wouldn't be losing so much, but he's trying to be sneaky. And then that's true. Him that's in the true, butt. yeah. So um, Blanca does walk in on that conversation when Warner's basically tearing him a new one. And <laughs> they're just like, what's going on? So Warner's like, oh, he didn't tell you that he basically tried to set a trap for ghosts. Um, and he didn't even kill Maria. And <laughs> Fax is like, well, he didn't <laughs> kill her, but he did give her some money. And so remember, he's like, oh, well, that's a felony. He's like, okay, that is something. Um, and then, you know, he basically says, like, it's no big deal. He bribed her. I mean, he's like, no, no, it is a big deal that he bribed her because now our witness is out. And Blanca's like, yeah, we can't use her. She's compromised. And he's like, it's cool. You know, I got Andre Coleman. They're like, what? You got Coleman. <laughs> You did. He's what? like, yeah, I got Coleman. You know, I flipped him. They're like, what are you doing? He's like, and you know, I got Lindsay Proctor. You know, I got her in the bag. And they're like, so you just found every which way mm, possible to I mess this up. Don't you know that Lindsay yeah. Proctor is dead? Her her ex husband, um, Joe Proctor, called it in. He's just like, oh crap. <laughs> like, he doesn't realize like just how much he messed up. So. Excuse me. So Warner says, you know, I'm going to go out to talk to Proctor. And Sax is like, well, can I come? I promise I won't get involved. And you know <laughs> why he wants to go there. You know. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, let him. I just wanted something to happen where Warner would have been like, no, I don't of need course, you Of course, but me. it's power. So we have to. <laughs> so Sax has it. Oh, yeah. so. It's, it's going to ruin your day. Um, yep. And so <laughs> he goes over there. And he he basically pretends to use the bathroom. <laughs> oh, but I actually skipped over a part. So after they, you know, reveal that Lindsay is dead and they're going to head over there to talk to Proctor, we actually see Proctor in his home drinking and talking to his cousin Benny. 
um, about Lindsay's death. Mm-hmm. And he tells him, like, look, Benny, I need to tell you something. But before he can get the words out, um, they get a knock at the door and it's the feds. So Benny is a crime lord. He can't really be allowed around Proctor or Proctor could lose his license. So Proctor tells him to go hide upstairs yeah. and keep Elisa Marie out of sight. And the feds walk in. So basically Warner and Sachs and they come in all like, at first, I, they, can you just pop up on people like that? And they're just like, Hey, <laughs> I, was wondering, I was like, how did they have, and then like just come all the way in his house. I'm like, he got to go to the bathroom and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, is that stuff allowed? Do you need like, I mean, I don't know if Warren is the right word, but I'm just like, how can you just walk around his place like that? They didn't even ask him anything. They just came to gloat. <laughs> yeah, like they were just like, oh, we, yeah, and it's like, oh, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't yeah, here now. Like, he's like, hey, can I use the bathroom? And Warner's like, I don't care. You can pee on the floor right now. <laughs> so I was like, come on, Warner, pee on the floor. Yeah, so I was like, like, come yeah, on. Bathroom's down the hall to the left. So, of course, conveniently, Elisa Marie's backpack is in the hallway outside the bathroom. He takes the flash drive. Um, yeah, no. we're like, oh, snurp. Um, and so later on in the episode, um, more more shenanigans with Sax. So Sax actually speaks to yep. speaks with Maria Suarez to go over her her statement, which I don't even know why he's talking to her, considering she accepted that bribe. Right. Um, Maria's like, you know, I saw my killer or my my boyfriend's killer, my fiance's killer. I forgot to tell you that my my um my blindfold slipped and he's just like mm-hmm. okay that's not gonna help us very much we'll just go over this another time unbeknownst to them tommy was actually in the apartment um and yeah. he one sex and for one little second i thought maria might get free for like right, one right. little second until she started opening her mouth, I thought she yep. was gonna get and free. And we learn. I mean, this is like I said, I'm jumping around on the on the podcast based off my power bites, but we learn that yeah. um Proctor had told had told a uh, Sax who really killed uh Angela and Mar- mm-hmm. and he mentions that to Maria. He says, like, I have another witness. Um, his name is Proctor. He's Tommy Egan and, and James St. Patrick's lawyer. So Tommy hears this and uh, is infuriated. So when Sack leaves, yeah, he kills yeah. Maria and takes the bribe money and dips. Um, so we'll get kind of more into the consequences of, of that conversation or, or what he overheard. Um, so in my next, in my next mm. power bite, I call this part daycare blues. Uh <laughs> Can we call it tomorrow tots daycare tomorrow. blues? I just thought that was the most hilarious name I ever I seen. <laughs> but yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow top blues. That's, that's definitely dumb. I was just laughing so hard. I was like, what is this daycare yeah, name right now? Tasha didn't pick the best name. <laughs> so we see Tommy. I'm still team Tasha yeah. though, but I had to point yeah, that I don't out. Know I'm still who's team Tasha. My at this point. It's all over the place. Um, so as usual, we see Tasha and Tommy puff puff passing. Um Tasha, <laughs> Tasha's <laughs> rethinking the daycare situation. It's cost too much money, too much overhead. There's she's not gonna actually get any profit for a while. So she asks Tommy to and so she asks Tommy for help. And and Tommy says, you know, I'll help you out, Keish. And so she's like, Great, you know, I could actually clean the money for you. And Tommy's like, eh. Yeah, no, I was going to give you money. She's like, no, Tommy, I can't take your money. That's a temporary solution. I need a permanent fix. And he's like, well, mm, Keisha offered to clean money out of her shop. 
and mm. which which Tasha told yeah, her and Tasha's her like wait be. hold up she's only doing that because she doesn't want me to do it you better tell her to do it right because if she makes one mistakes we're all going down um so he's just like yeah don't worry about it you know we'll figure something out so he asked her for a favor he's like hey are you still on a list to get into the penthouse and Tasha's like Tommy what are you up to and he's like I'm just curious <laughs> um and she's just like no like now it's not a good time to kill ghosts okay and he's just like well why not was he bankrolling your daycare and she's like no if he was bankrolling my daycare I wouldn't have money problems <laughs> um so she's just saying like you know just it's just not a good time right now like let's 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 revisit this later it's such a shame that they're plotting on ghosts like this um yeah like ghost is like legit and like does anybody like ghosts oh yeah ramona okay i was he he literally is like from all the sides like anybody who knows him Mm -hmm. is in trouble people that don't like him are just all coming from all the sides it's it's crazy what they're building it's bad for ghosts right now so um later tasha is watching one of the kids at the daycare apparently it's been it's been two hours past closing and in comes in my my favorite stripper of all time epiphany yes (laughs) epiphany Epiphany, yes epiphany you know team epiphany and which is ironic because epiphany gave tasha an epiphany but we'll talk (laughs) about that later um but uh, (laughs) epiphany walks in and she's two hours late and she's like girl my bad she's just like the epitome of ratchet yes but it was so funny i was shaking it i'm sorry i'm late and um tasha's like you're two hours late. Like that's a hundred dollars worth of late pickup fees. And who don't I know it? Like you don't know. I w- I have gotten speeding tickets trying to get to daycare in time to avoid that late fee. So mm. I feel Epiphany's pain. Yeah, I didn't know about this. Yeah, this was yeah. going in for me. So mm. I mean, Epi- she tells Epiphany like, you know what? You owe me a hundred dollars. Epiphany is like, but I gotta pay rent, girl. Like, how about I pay you double tomorrow? Oh, after you know, she's a stripper. She's like, I can make that up tonight. Yeah. Right, and the little boy just standing there with the look that oh my, I love this scene was so funny to me. But they were late because they're single mothers. Just like, girl, look, I just I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a single mom. I can't depend on her daddy. He work at Kinko's. Like, come on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When she brought up the Kinko thing, I was like, oh my gosh, I was losing it. I was laughing so hard. Trip. So (laughs) Tasha's like, okay, girl. Like they were late because they're single mothers. They're raising their kids by themselves. She's like, okay, girl. Pay right, me tomorrow because right, right. I got one of those back home too. She's talking about her daughter, yes. Um, and so Epiphany's like, okay, girl, I'm gonna think about you tonight when I'm shaking it out. <laughs> and no, she did not do the moves in front of that little boy standing there. Like, I was like, come on now. She was like, no, come on now. Please don't do that. <laughs> so as she's leaving her t- tomorrow tots, what's it called? Tomorrow's tots? Okay. As she's yeah, locking up tomorrow's tots. tots for the night, she gets a visit from a local <laughs> drug dealer named Zig. No, it ain't yes. Zig. Oh, God. Zig is in the building. Like, look, you did not ask the neighborhood if this was okay. And she's like, uh, first of all, I got this daycare from Councilman Tate. He's like, nobody care about that cornball. He ain't the neighborhood. You got to come through me. <laughs> so I allowed you to keep this daycare for a band a week. And she's like, what? Boy, bye. He was like, well, if you don't pay me, <laughs> it'd be a shame if this place goes up in flames. And Tasha can't afford that. Mm. So she mm, had to mm, figure mm. out a way yep. to pay this man. So she ends up 
basically trying to come up with this money to the point where she ends up at the mall or, or Louis Vuitton or wherever she's at to return all these luxury items that she used to own. But they won't, they won't, they're like, ma'am, we cannot accept this. You can't return these items. She's like, well, they're not used. The tag's still on. And in walks in Keisha. Woo! Uh, Okay. I wasn't feeling Keisha in this one. I usually try to be a Keisha supporter because I'm like, well, maybe she'll turn out to be okay for Tommy. But I was not feeling her in this scene. And I don't know if it's because I'm a Tasha fan. Maybe that's what it is. But I was just not feeling not This scene was I mean, just not the one. I don't like Keisha, but I kind of understood where she was coming from for once. Because <laughs> just think about it. Like, this is hard. If we think about the earlier episodes of Power, Tasha had it all. She had the money. She had the clothes. And Keisha was just her little friend. Like, oh, girl, I wish I could have that bag. Oh, girl, I wish I could have that outfit. And so now the the, the the tables have turned, and now Ke- you know Tasha's out here begging for money, and Keisha's walking in stores with bags in hand. So she's just like, oh. But does that make does that make Tasha just like the worst friend, or does that make Keisha like jealous, je- like a jealous friend that she had before, and now she always has do. money? Well, That's I don't like I don't like Keisha because of her current personality, but. Keisha was a loyal friend yeah. to Tasha. She was there for her for everything. And Tasha only cared about her as much as she could use her. And the reason why they had a falling out was because mm-hmm. Tasha continued to put Keisha in situations that were going to get her locked up. So she wasn't really caring about her well-being. She had her lines to the feds. And I think it's one thing. I mean, she's involved with Tommy now, but she kind of got aligned with Tommy yeah. because of Tasha. So she basically... So I could see why Keisha has an issue with her. And so um yep, yep. to say like, you know, she's selfish, I want nothing to do with her. I, I can't say I'm mad at Keisha for saying that. So I think it's kind of ironic. Yeah. yeah. You you bring a good point. Yeah. I'm t- totally forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot they wouldn't even met or had this thing whole thing without going on Tasha. without yeah. If mm-hmm. she hadn't been introduced. So yeah. I mean they she knew Tommy, but she didn't know about their lifestyles until Tasha got her involved. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, so I, I mean, I'm not really mad at her for flexing on her. Cause it's like, look at you now, girl, you try to bring me down. You try to use me for all I have. And look <laughs> at me, I got bags in hand and you're over here trying to return your used clothes. Like, I, I can't exactly be mad at it as much as I can stand Keisha. <laughs> yeah. So, what? Okay, hold on, hold on. We gotta mark this down. Check for Keisha <laughs> the for Angelica. One check on she will ever have. Um, and so she's in there. She's like, "Oh, Tasha's nice to see you. Looks like you need some help." But she's like, "Oh no, girl, I'm shopping too." So Keisha does take this opportunity to ask her. She's like, "Well, you know, um, Kate stopped by, and Tasha's like, yeah, I heard.' And she mentioned Holly. Can you tell me anything about that?" And <laughs> Tasha's like, girl, you do not want to be like Holly. Like, you don't want to be in the same position. I suggest you. Yeah, she literally right. don't want to be like Holly. I just was kind of yeah, thinking that. Yeah, like, you don't want to be like, end up like Holly. And she's like, uh-uh, I'm not going to make the same mistakes as Red. I got Tommy on lock. And that's when I got went back to hating Keisha because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Ah, dang. Okay, yeah, she, she was like, check point now. blank, period. And I was like, oh, she's gone back to being obnoxious. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she kind of leaves Tasha sitting there with her with her jaw on the floor. And she's like, girl, bye. And she yeah, walks out. Much. And so um, later on in the episode, 
Tasha is clearly upset about this running and she talks to Tommy about it in his car. And Tommy's like, you know, thank, thank you for not telling Keisha about us still hanging out. And she's like, it's cool, Tommy, but I still need your help. Tommy's like, yeah, nah, I can't help you. You know, the, when, when, the, when, when Keisha found out about, you know, us possibly working together, us talking, she was pretty heated. So I can't work with you, Tosh. Sorry, I can't help you. And she's like, you know what, Tommy? You think she's the one? You thought the same thing about Holly. And look what happened to her. And that obviously is a sore spot <laughs> for Tommy. And yeah, that look, I was nervous and- for Tasha. I ain't gonna lie. Because, you know, Tommy got a, like a huge body count. So I was so like, like, oh, you know God. What, Tosh? I got things to do get out and she's like get out he's like yeah get out so he kicks her out the car and he leaves her yeah i want to hear him get out you know i don't know if she know about the body yeah, count but i want to hear him got out the car um, and she she walked i don't know if she ubered or walked <laughs> back to her daycare but zig is outside and you know what she, she ubered. <laughs> so she gets an idea tommy won't help me ghost won't help me maybe i can help myself so she goes up to zig she oh, and he's like boy. where's my money she's like i got something better for you i heard that you sling product i heard that you deal and he's like what you what you trying to do what you know about that life she's like look honey you don't know nothing about me <laughs> he's like you gonna move this weight for me she's like yeah i got you and then she calls up to epiphany she's like girl epiphany. she gets an epiphany she's like girl thank you for letting me know about zig all right well you know what i know you're trying to make extra money I think I could hook you up. But she's like, yes, girl, but can I still dance? She's like, yeah, you can still dance. So, <laughs> okay, two things. I thought, now maybe Zig is not big time enough for this to happen, but I thought she was going to try to launder or like clean his money for him. But I maybe he might not be as big time, like, yeah, for, I, I guess for that to be like a thing. a corner boy. Um, I think he just works for somebody. I don't think he's as big as he claims he is, or otherwise we would have heard about him by now. But, um, yeah, but I'm, All right, true. Also, have you it seen reminded Hustlers? me of Hustlers? I mean, I didn't see it, but yeah, I would say scene, yeah, yeah, that scene kind of knowing that Hustlers, Tasha yeah. definitely plans on using Epiphany and her girls to 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 sling product in the strip club. I mean, it's no different than what they did at Truth, except for strippers instead of bar instead of bottle girls. That's all. So she she was just yeah, that's like, but yeah, definitely you know not like they pay me this, but. She, hustlers y'all gotta check that out that that whole scene like reminded me that if they do anything like that that'll be a cool little like storyline for Tasha but she did take a page out of her ex well her current hubby's book so not mad at it Mm -hmm. yes so this last one well second to last power bite I know it hurts I call it Proctor's last stand and I mean that the night that I saw this episode I had a drink you know, I had I had one for the homie. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was a drink worthy episode. Yeah, this this was a hard one for me. I'm trying to think of I one that compared was... to Julio. Like Julio hurt. Yeah, but, yeah, Julio. But yeah. This right here, yeah. this got me right in the heart. Like this. Yeah, this one was. Yeah, yeah this one was hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into to Proctor into mm. Proctor's final moment. Get the tissue ready for his final days. So Proctor confronts Ghost about Maria Suarez. He tells her, like, I need you. I'm urging you to kill her. If she testifies against you, all of her dirt will be on Front Street. Nobody's going to be safe. He's like, it's either you or Maria. Make your choice. 
Ghost obviously doesn't mm-hmm. want to kill Maria because he made a promise to Angel that he wouldn't. Um, so he do- he's like, nah, get out of my face. Like, I don't want to hear it. So because Ghost and, Go- you know, Proctor aligns himself with Ghost every single time because he's a more level-headed one. They clearly have some type of rapport. That's who he trusts. But because Ghost is unwilling yeah. to kill Maria, he goes to the next choice. He goes to Tommy. Um, he tells Tom, and you know, <laughs> Tommy already don't like Proctor, so <laughs> that was kind of a wild move. Yeah, he like tried to slash him. Yeah, I was like, nope. Yeah, don't so do he it. gets, don't do it, you know, Proctor. he meets Pro- he meets Tommy in in a park somewhere, and Tommy tries to like slit his throat or th- at least threaten him to do so, um, because he's pissed off because Proctor did not tell him about ghosts being at the courthouse when they were trying to like break out Alicia Jimenez. So he's like, look, I was honest with both of you guys. I didn't tell ghost about you either like i'm trying to like be loyal to both of you but let me tell you something there's a there's a witness her name is maria suarez she's going to testify against you and ghost she knows you guys killed her fiance so um tommy's like okay well where's she at (laughs) you know tommy's (laughs) <laughs> he didn't even no hesitation yeah, you know, just like, like where I, can I find know, her I told Ghost to kill her a long time ago I, you know this is all his fault anyway let me know where she's at I got you Um, and so we learn when he went to Maria's house to kill her he learned that Sax was working with Proctor quote unquote so that's kind of what caused a lot of this This Proctor kind of caused his own death actually yeah. I kind of feel bad but in, in many ways yeah cause he kind of he was in that little thing kind of thinking about that too but yeah I guess he did because I was like I felt like he didn't have a choice but he did you know what I mean like oh, it's another one of those yeah, like, like power if, things if, if Tommy worse. wasn't at Maria if Sax wasn't at Maria's house and Tommy would never have known that it was Proctor that was the other witness and nobody would have died so well except for Maria yeah or if there wasn't that tape we don't have to worry yeah. about the it the only person yeah, that would have died crazy. in this episode would have been Maria so but they're all connected yeah. so um basically the reason why this is all coming about is because Sax confronts him about the flash drive. He plays it for him and he basically blackmails him into confessing about who Angela's killer really was. And so Proctor kind of has no choice. He has no choice in the matter. And he, I mean, it's not like he can get. It's not like he's going to go down for murder. It's anything to go. It'll be negligent. But his, the main reason yeah. why he's upset about it is because he doesn't want Elisa Marie to find out that he's responsible for her mother's right, death. Right. And so he has no choice but to essentially snitch. Um, but I feel like he played it pretty well. He didn't essentially rat. I mean, he he told Benny, he tells his cousin, like, look, I'm in a tough situation. I can't get out of it. You know, I got bugged mm. by Sachs. He has it on tape that I'm responsible for Elisa Marie's mother's death. Like, what am I going to do? But I don't want to snitch. I don't want to be a rat. Like, what can I do? Um, and, and Benny's like, well, do you want me to kill Tommy and Ghost? Like, if they're gone, then, <laughs> you know, th- they can't come after you, the feds. And he's just like, no, because I don't want you to go to jail. Like, I will find a way to figure this out, and I'm not going to snitch. And so he meets up with Sax again. Sax wants him to fill out some paperwork. And he's just like, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. I'm not a, a criminal informant. You know, you get an indictment. I will testify. This was very smart on his part. This was very smart because he essentially yeah. isn't having a paper trail. 
So there's there's nothing that can prove right, right. that he said that it was Tommy, right? Um, if for whatever reason they do end up mm. going to court, he'll testify. But he knows that sex doesn't care about Tommy. He knows sex focuses ghosts, so he'll probably never go to court. So essentially, he dry snitched. Like, he didn't really snitch, but he kind of did. So, yeah. Sax doesn't want to hear. He's like, what? No, th- there's no way. No, that's not true. He's like, I can't use this. And he's like, well, that's your call. But the our deal is, if I tell you who really killed Angela, then you're supposed to delete that flash drive or delete that recording. So Sax, I mean, we don't know if he's true to his word, but a deal is a deal. Um, and so he asked yeah. Proctor, did he want to go into witness protection? And Proctor's like, with your track record? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll figure it out. So Proctor actually <laughs> ends up at Ghost House. And um, but before he goes there, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Benny did end up giving mm. Proctor his gun. He's like, okay, well, I can't take out Tommy and Ghost, but here's a gun to protect yourself. Um, so he goes to Pro- to no, Proctor right. goes to Ghost Penthouse. And this is when we have the whole scene with, with Tariq and Tasha and everybody fighting each other. Um and he tells Ghost that he needs his protection. He, he thinks he'll be safe at the penthouse because he's trying to get away from this big criminal kingpin named, what's his name, uh, Igor Ungar or something, something along those lines. And he asked, he asked, um, mm-hmm. he asked Ghost, can he stay there? And Ghost agrees just for like, just for the sake of Elisa Marie and the fact that her mother just died. He's like, all right, you can stay here, take the office and Elisa Marie can take Raina's room. Unbeknownst to all to them, Tariq is also there for the night. So all these like different things start coming together. Um, and also, at one point during their conversation between Benny and Proctor, Benny had asked Proctor about the laptop, the laptop that had the recording of Tommy killing um, uh, Agent Bailey. It's his insurance policy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would Proctor have been claims yeah. that he got yeah. rid of the laptop. But apparently he didn't. Well, he got rid of the laptop, but he didn't get rid of the evidence because when Elisa Marie asked her dad, like, Daddy, what's going on? Like, you have all these secrets. I don't want you to end up like, Mommy, like, what's happening? So he gives her a locket. And he's like, look, baby girl, I, you know, I know I have a lot of secrets, but can you protect this one secret f- for me? Here's a locket. They, she opens a locket and it's a little microchip. He's like, protect Daddy's secret and I'll protect you. And it's kind of like his way of ensuring that even if something happens to him, like, he has this out there um in regards to Tommy. So yeah, but the yeah. only thing is he all right, but uh, he doesn't again, want very smart again. Anyone's listening to the recording because it will implicate ghosts. Even though Ghost is innocent, the recording basically says that they are involved in Lobos, which means a whole bunch of other things will fall back on Ghost. Yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting so, if that gets out. Yeah. Lisa Marie hugs her dad, you know, she's like, Thank you, Daddy, really sweet girl. Um um, and then mm. at this point, Ghost is at dinner with Ramona. Tasha also obviously isn't allowed at the penthouse. She's in her daycare, I think, talking with the Epiphany about slinging drugs in the strip club. Um, Tariq is at, at the penthouse. And Tommy is basically on the hunt for Proctor at this point because he, he found out that Proctor is another witness. So Proctor gets a call from Charlie, who was his inside man at the courthouse, the guy that kind of spiked Alicia Jimenez's drink. And Charlie's like, hey, people are looking for you. And Proctor's like, hey, I can't talk to you right now. 
Um, I'm, I'm not even home. I'm, I'm at a friend's house in Tribeca. Well, that's all they need. So Tubida is actually the one that had Charlie. He kills Charlie. And then he tells Tommy that Proctor's in Tribeca. He's like, you need the address. Tommy's like, nah, I know the address. I'm good. He knows exactly what he means by Tribeca. He knows that Proctor is in Ghost's apartment because Tasha had mentioned it. So they just. And also during this call, mm-hmm. a little Easter egg for you, they dropped the oranges on the table were a callback uh, to Godfather, in case you guys were. If anybody noticed that, I, I totally skipped over I that. I was like, it. I did not notice that at all. <laughs> and I'm a Godfather fan. And I was like, what? I but yeah, just a little Easter egg for you Break it up before you get to the sad part. You know, get before you get to the sad part. So he yeah, gets off to the phone with this guy. Um, and Tariq is, in, Tariq is in his bedroom. Tommy calls Tariq and was like, Tariq, are you home? And Tariq's like, yeah, I'm home. He's like, I need you to unlock the back door. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to kill my dad? You told me you'd give me a heads up. He's like, I'm not going to kill your father, but you need to get out of there. So so Tariq, for once, is nice. And he walks out and he hears Elisa Marie in her bedroom, or in Raina's bedroom. So he goes in there. He sees that she's crying. He tries to comfort her. He knows she can't be there. Um, And so he's like, hey, you know, let's go get some hot chocolate. Do you like hot chocolate with lots of marshmallows? Like he's really nice to her. I'm like, Oh, he can actually be nice. Um, so he takes her off for hot chocolate. They go out the back door. He unlocks it. He leaves it open. And obviously Proctor gets, uh, gets himself into some mess. Proctor's on the phone with someone. He hangs up He turns around and there's Tommy Egan looking pissed off with an (laughs) automatic rifle. Not a good look. Um, not like it just like a little baby gun, you know. Not just like a little small, like full, I'm just full gonna on the rifle, full on. Um, so I mean, pro- <laughs> like he's just playing a game. Like no, this is a game. Not. Tommy Proctor holds his own. No, Proctor got it. He like ducks out the way. He's shooting back at Tommy. Tommy was like, "Well, I'm not expecting this fight." But Tommy has a freaking automatic rifle. It's yep, nothing yep. compared to a gun. I'm like, yeah, can he be still? Can he be like, I mean, not he don't, he already don't like ghosts, know. so it doesn't matter that he shoots up his apartment. So <laughs> he shoots it up. Um, Proctor right, right, manages yeah. to escape him temporarily. He 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 barricades himself in Raina's room because he's looking for Elisa Marie. I mean, at the end of the day, he's still a father. He has to look out for his kid. He doesn't find Elisa Marie. He's freaking out. He calls her. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty heartbreaking scene. He calls her. And um, yeah, he tells her, like, now. hey, where are you? Are you are, you're not here? When she's like, no, daddy, I went with Tariq to get hot chocolate. And he's relieved at this point. She's like, should I come back? We're, we're walking back now. And he's like, no, don't come back here. Go to Uncle Betty's. And she's just like, what? What are you talking about, daddy? She's like, am I going to see you there? And he's like, no, you're not. But I love you so much. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> And poor oh, Lisa Marie gets off the phone and yeah. freaking Tariq sees her upset and he knows what's about to happen and he doesn't do anything. Um, and so Yeah, yeah bad apple. So yeah, Tommy's like, apple. you're pissing me off now, Proctor. And he like kicks down the door. And this is like, you know I'm team Tommy. Tommy's too much of a hothead, okay? Tommy does the most. Yeah, that's what I said. I can't be Team Tommy or Team Ghost because I feel like they both have things. They're like stuff about their personality that I just can't right. rock. Like I just can't understand. 
So I just that's why I'm like, I don't know who I, I don't know if it's gonna change as we get closer to the end yeah. of the season. I, mean, but I can't ever I love Tommy, one of them. But he's a monster. So Tommy kicks down the door, and Proctor he's out of bullets yeah, at this yeah. point. So Proctor stands up like his last stand. He's like, "What's up?" And Tommy's just like, "You had a good run." Yeah. And Proctor says, "This isn't over." And Tommy's like, "It is for you." And like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and I was like, "No." Yeah, and we're all just yeah. he didn't yeah. deserve to go out like that. Much, that was pretty much the moment. He didn't deserve to go, like really, like he didn't deserve that. And he went out with like a G. Like Tommy couldn't have done him better. I was just like, oh, Proctor. <laughs> I was so upset. The internet had me upset. We were all in mourning. Uh, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that, were planning that was his, his homecoming. Hmm. Like it, it was bad. We we were all. <laughs> yeah, Proctor is one of those characters. Like even though he had some sketch things there at the end, and he was getting super desperate, it was it was some things about him where you just I don't know. It's like you saw it coming, but it just made it even more irritating that yeah. it was going to happen, or you were even more hurt that it happened. You just see it lining up. You're like, don't do this to like, us. We I need remember Proctor. when he got ghosts out of out of prison. Like we all cheered. Like Proctor was that loyal. Yeah, like your banter. Yeah, the fact that he was bouncing between two drug dealers and like the banter and stuff was like one of the one of the coolest things to me about yeah. this show. And I'm like, come on. Like they literally are going down the body count as we get to this. Uh, you know, the the end of this uh show, and I'm just like. I don't know. I don't even know yeah. what to think no more. They just I, going down I, I, the list. I'm gonna miss him. He definitely was a loyal one. He was a real one. He didn't snitch. I don't care what nobody said. He didn't snitch. Yeah, he was he definitely a real snitch. one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had all the secrets. Loyal to yeah. ghosts. That's where his loyalty lie. He didn't. He wasn't loyal to Tommy. Tommy wasn't. Didn't care about him. Ghost was his boy. So you know what? R.I.P. Shout out to to Joe Proctor. You are a real one, and you will be missed. Um, so I, I like to uh, interrupt this moment and bring it up to you know and bring up the beat with uh, mm-hmm. Ryan's fashion okay. segment. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Facts here for you guys. Um, okay, so Frank Fleming is a mm-hmm. costume designer. In case you guys are wondering if you didn't know, apparently the jacket Tommy wears, and apparently they give him one of these like every season, like a kind of signature for one of these. Like I hate that it's this moment because I, you know, anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, on his kill list. But this one was apparently over $10,000. Like, so I was just like, I, my mouth was just dropped because I liked the way I his like swag his was in the coat. I didn't like what I he was doing like- while he was in the coat. I didn't like the swag. I'm not going to lie. As he was about to kill Proctor, I was like, I like that coat. <laughs> right. Like the swag, like the way it flowed with the gun, you know, like the way it like exit. You know what I mean? Like it was too much because I didn't like Proctor dying, but I was like, that swag was kind of hot like how he was working so i was like i just thought that would be a cool little fashion fact for you guys to break up the fact that we all really sad right now but i appreciate it i appreciate it i'm so sad all right let's go i tried i tried i tried i let it go let's just get back into our tears i try to like bring it up a little bit because you it ain't no telling who they about to kill next episode so i tried i try to like bring it back a little bit we're gonna come back I mean, Angelica's still crying, so it can work, but you know, you know, be be minus on my, I'll try next time, I'll try Um, Anyways, loose ends. (laughs) (laughs) The last power bite I'm going to call loose ends. So, um, Ghost goes to Maria's apartment to kill her, just like Angela said he would, but 
Tommy beat her, beat him to the punch. Um, so he finds her dead. He takes the envelope that the money, yep. you know, the envelope that was holding the bribe money. Um, and later on in the episode or in that scene, mm-hmm. Marie and Proctor's bodies are both discovered. Um, Tariq drops off Elisa Marie to Benny, and you know Benny gives him a nod, like thanks him for taking care of her. And as he's basically walking back to the city, Vincent gets his behind. Gets him out the car. He was like, we got some problems. And um, so goes at this point. He was at dinner with Ramona. He runs back to the penthouse. He's like, what's going on? Where's my son? What happened? And they're like, they're like, excuse me. They're like, sir, who's trying to kill you? Like, it seems like everybody around you is dying. Who's trying to kill you? Before he can answer the question, he gets a call from Tariq. Yep. Tommy obviously got a call as well. So they meet up at this undisclosed location and they're like, you set me up. I ain't set you up. You set me up. And they're like going back and forth. And then Vince is like, I set you up. And he walks in with his crew. He's like, you kid? <laughs> he tried to cut my products. So now we got a problem. I'm going to need $2 million in 24 hours. Or he's dead. And Ghost is like, wait a second. I know my son did not sling two million worth of product. He was like, right, yeah, that's right. interest. But anyways, two million are the kids dead. And we see a shot of Tariq looking real suspicious. So I'm not sure. Right. And I'm like, is he in, Is he trying to play this? Is he trying to play this up? Yeah, or is he really kidnapped? No, but that's in the episode. And, and, and King's Gambit, I'm going to say, goes to... I'm going to give it to Proctor. Because at the end of the day, he did outmaneuver everybody. He just got yeah. got by that hothead that is Tommy Egan. But he's still... Yeah, but he's still going to yeah, one-up Tommy it, whenever yeah. that, you uh-huh. know, whenever that information comes out. Yeah. yeah, whenever that drops, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and that the fact that his daughter has it is yeah, I like that so, layer to I mean, it too. I'm gonna so, give yeah, it's it to, gonna be to I'm gonna give it to the fallen king that is Proctor. He will be missed. So I mean, those are really yeah. my final thoughts for the episode. It was a good episode, a lot of twists and turns. Obviously, I'm upset about the loss of Proctor, but he made it to the final season, so we'll give him that. Um, what are your final thoughts, Ryan? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to Proctor because I there were a couple times where I was like, well, dang, are they gonna kill him? And actually. I um and I guess that's that's um shout out to uh Jerry Ferreira who plays it but when love him. yeah I love, yeah he's the great he's great um when he started I actually didn't like Proctor to begin with really because when he started what? I remember the scene where um because he was just like getting drugs from them and he said something I can't remember the exact line but it was something where I was kind of like because you were st- by then you were still kind of like well I was by then I was still kind of like. Um, you know, you got you start out with Ghost being his main character that you kind of like rocking with for a little bit in the beginning seasons. Mm-hmm. And I forgot, I don't remember what Proctor said, but I just remember him being really like, and I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna get killed. Like, why would he say that? I don't get where this is coming from. Why are we taking this time out of, you know, the other characters to talk about this? But he really became like one of my favorite people as the show became because he just played the character so well. You know, he became that fun yeah. little like, you or you know that com- I, I mean, kind of comedic, but it was just like he, you knew he was somebody they could go to when they played all their cards out. And it's like, well, who yeah. can give he, me like some advice to keep it going? Yeah, he was definitely a real one. He will definitely be missed. Um, so next episode, we're gonna essentially see the aftermath mm-hmm. of his death. What goes down with Tariq? You know, is Vincent really going to kill him? I hope so. I'm just like, you know what? Just let that boy go. <laughs> just let him go. Yeah, yeah. Forget about, forget T- about the Tariq, money. Just- like, 
and also, okay, another thing, another note about Tariq that was pointed out was the fact that that I thought I did think was interesting, even though Tariq still gets on my nerves. He took a life and he saved a life and he didn't pick up a gun. Which I thought was very I don't care about all that, Ryan. I hate him. <laughs> Angelica, Angelica, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on, I'm Angelica. Sorry. We need to have a moment for Tariq, okay? We need to give him like a half a no. check. Oh. No. We're not giving him <laughs> half a check. We're not ready. I'm supposed to no, right. I'm not. I'm not giving him cool points because he took Elisa Marie out of there. No, I'm not you giving him points for like that. a baby cool point, like nothing. He don't get nothing. No, he should have said no to Tommy. I'm not doing that. And then Proctor would have still been alive. No, that and now true. Elisa Marie don't have either parent. Yeah. No, I ain't giving him cool points. <laughs> F him. I'm sorry. <laughs> F Tariq. This this is hilarious right now. I'm trying to give. Look, I'm I'm, I'm really no. I'm really reaching for these half points for Tariq and uh. <laughs> No. Happening. no stop it no we're we're stop trying to make Tariq happen it's never gonna happen no oh, guys you know this episode was fun I'm just gonna turn it off now <laughs> I see what you're doing but no 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 and no he's despicable and what I like about a good villain is that they have at least some good qualities he has zero no, I don't like him. I'm well, sorry. We to see I'm sorry. We about to see if you get your answers then in the next episode. We about to see. I hope he gets off next week, and that's that's where I'm going to leave the episode. At. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> we're doing it in the household now. Oh well, yeah, this got a little heated, but uh, I apologize, Ryan. I'm, I'm just I'm just passionate. Um, but- <laughs> it don't bother me. I already told you. I think he needs some butt whoopers, whatever they go give to him. I already told you. I was just trying to give him like a little half check before they do something. No, I don't know if he's gonna get no. to the end of the season, so I was just trying to like give him a little like you know a little half check. But you know, hey, you gotta let it no. out. let it out, let it out, because I don't understand. No. We need what eight hundred black mama on this show. I don't know what's going on right yes. now. Like he is surviving <laughs> way too long, so. You know, go ahead. You can well, go in on him. You can go in on him. I just, I just want to know. I'm just trying to see her if we could give him like a partial credit before he gets no. home, before sort happens. But you know, now that I know no. my answer, I'm done now. I'm done trying to get the partial credit. I just wanted to see. No, <laughs> <laughs> like it. just, just no, guys, just no. That's it. Just know. <laughs> so, guys, I mean, give us your thoughts. You can, uh, you can add us at Black Girl Nerds um, with at no, Mel and, Mommy. and then let us know <laughs> at Mel and Mommy two eight one six. No, at November Bear. Yep. Um, and we- <laughs> the nose to November Bear. Um, and we'll we, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, hopefully, me and Ryan can agree. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, we'll see you guys. All right, bye. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.